Good afternoon, Patriots. And it is Tuesday, July 5th in the year 2022, the day after the celebration of the beginning of rabble-rousing in our nation. Independence Day should be a day of some pretty raucous behavior because we don't comply to these pansies that are out here. And boy, do they want you to. Oh, my feelings are hurt. Well, good. Why don't you move out of the way of my Jeep? Probably be a good idea. But you know what we're saying? This is time for us to like buckle down now, Patriots, because they're on the move and they're going to try every single drama trick in the book. Hey, before we begin, make sure you're taking care of your health and your immune system. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune system strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at ExpeditionCoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So if you didn't know today, CERN started. They kicked it off. It sounded something like this when they started. And then this is what you got from the CERN scientists. Oh, this is what happens when you play with alternate universes. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> this is pure cringe. See, we knew there was a danger in opening up another portal. We just found it, just so you know. It's the scientists. I don't know what happened. Suddenly, they decided to become musicians. In their universe, not in ours. Oh, pure cringe. Hey, something else that's interesting today, just as CERN lights up, Sajid Javid and Rishi Sunak, of course, those are very English names. Both of them resigned from Boris Johnson's administration suddenly. So if that's what's going to happen, CERN, just keep doing your work. This is great. I don't know what else is going on, but we're going to find it. And, of course, if you haven't heard, 
which I'm no surprise to anybody, our um, Cremo kid, which like I said yesterday, which is really interesting, if you Google Cremo or just search Cremo on the App Store, you're going to find out that there's an app on Apple called Cremo, C-R-I-M-O. Of course, he was the the douchebag yesterday that decided to shoot up a parade. But anyway, he has now been found to have been a socialist, progressive, Antifa, and part of the occult. Is anybody surprised? And by the way, check out Cremo, because Cremo app is about researching, and it's a game to find out violent crimes. How weird is that? All right, patriots. 11 minutes after the hour, let's pray. Father, we come to you today just very humbled and focused, I think would be the best words today. Because we are in a state of continued and ongoing chaos in this world where scientists try to play God and we're supposed to be at their mercy. But this is what we know, Father. We have dominion over this world and they don't. And they don't believe or have a relationship with you, nor do they want to, apparently. Because they like to do things like worship the big black boxes of quantum computers as if they're an AI temple God. Father, we pray today for the shaking of hearts. And in this day when they're playing around again with apparently the trying to find the God particle, may they find it. May they find truly what it means and may they be humble to their knees and shaken to their core to understand that they are only subjects of you, that they've been chasing the false gods, that they've been trying to be gods themselves, and may that itself just come crumbling down. Father, at this point in our walk, I would say we have acquired a sufficient amount of toughness and skin to look at what is going on in our world, to see it with open eyes, and to not be surprised or emotionally moved. Equally, it's getting a little fatiguing because the magnitude of what these people are willing to do, the damage, destruction, and pain that they're willing to extol on the public to maintain their power has to end. And so, Father, as we walk this path and we walk it boldly, and we walk it firmly, and we walk it with the strength of Jesus in our heart, we also acknowledge that there has to come a time through however mechanism it means that justice must be delivered with a heavy hand. Father, we pray for those to come to you. We pray for the many. We pray for our enemies. We pray for our enemies to have salvation. And we also pray for those that are confusing the idea of praying for salvation and the idea of being meek with the concept or idea that it's peace at any cost. We pray for the revival of the strength of our pulpits right now, which we need most of all. We don't need pulpits preaching the misguided doctrine of be meek, be weak, be passive, be obedient, forgive everything, or else everyone who gives account for every thought, word, and deed will go to hell. We don't need that fear in our pulpit. We need strength. We need to understand what meek means. 
that meek is great strength within it. That meekness is not about being weak, but it's about not standing out in the crowd. It's not making a stir unless necessary. It's truly the sense of being a powerful warrior, to be solid with who we are, to not have to be throwing temper tantrums in public. And so we pray for the strength of, of the many that's rooted in that core of what Christ was. That strength to be able to, and calmness above all, to be able to walk in in front of a crowd like the Pharisees and to call them out and not be disturbed, not be shaken, not be fearful, but to simply hold the line of truth. And right now, Father, we need more than ever, we need more truth in this world. We need more truth. We need more eyes opened. And there are still so many walking around in the darkness with their heads deep in the sand, believing these lies. So, Father, we pray for them. We pray for them to be have their eyes open. And that may go contrary to your own de- intention because you may have them walking there intentionally so that they can learn the pain of their decisions. And if that's the case, then we pray for their salvation. We pray for that they can find that salvation through the experience that they're walking, that they will finally open their eyes to realize there's only one way, and that's to save their soul, and that's to come clean. So, Father, we also have a very unusual prayer today, a prayer that's not going to be comfortable for many, but the consequences of this prayer, if it could succeed, would be profound. We understand that Nancy Pelosi has gone to the Pope to seek salvation for her soul. Father, we pray that she will find that salvation and in so doing confess her sins to the world, that she will speak the truth and accept Christ in her heart and openly pronounce it to the world in front of her peers, in front of her followers, and openly speak of the crimes and sins which she has done. Let this shake the world. Let it shake all. And let it tear down the walls and the towers which they have built to encase their power. We pray for our enemies, but we also pray, Lord, with a justice for our enemies. Not simply to be forgiven, but to be truthful in this world for what they have done to be honest for those around them, to confess the crimes and sins which they have, which they have done, that, they, that those can become public knowledge for all to see and all to hear and to shake the darkness that they have helped build. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I've given this a lot of thought over the last 24 hours or more, but it's been on my heart heavily about this idea of praying for our enemies. And I've talked around it. I've joked about it sometimes, but we're in a very serious point in this fight. And it's a very critical moment in the valley of decision for this nation. And that's very clear. If we pay attention to all that's going on, the people that are still waffling with trying to cling on to their cult, while so many are trying to seek an awakening and those that have already found that path with Jesus and with God are rock solid in all of this. 
But too often from the pulpit, when we talk about praying for our enemies, it's like we're supposed to just like, okay, just pray for your enemies and it'll all be good. I'm not looking for that. I'm not inviting a Nancy Pelosi to my dinner table. Let's be clear about that. But in praying for the enemies, if we are going to put pressure on on a point that will shake the world, then we need to pray that our enemies will be truthful to the world. Truthful for who they are, for what they worshipped or worship. Truthful for the sins that they have done so that it's not deniable anymore. Let truth reign. And if we're going to pray for our enemies, I'll pray for their salvation. But I want their salvation in a way that we can all hear it. And if you think about the magnitude of that impact, it's profound. Could you imagine a Nancy Pelosi, and I can actually, openly saying that she's accepted Jesus in her heart. She's not going to run to the Pope, but she's accepted Jesus. And as part of that, she's going to now tell the world what she has done. That would be profound. That's the sort of praying where prayer, war, prayer becomes warfare. And that's where we start to understand the tools that we have dominion. See, too much of the church is really built on this idea of passivity. And it's, it, if you haven't figured that out with me right now, that is like the, the one thing I cannot stand. Passive Christians that roll over and are supposed to be the doormat for everything because everyone's so concerned about that singular idea that we shall hold account of every thought and every word and every deed in the end. And so we're afraid of doing anything that might not be exactly what we think, what we perceive that God or Christ would like. And we don't listen to our heart. We just listen to the pulpit. And oh, by the way, when you finish listening to that sermon, make sure and throw a 20 in the pot and come back next week. And we take Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal, just so you know. I'm kidding. Not, <laughs> not really. I'm not, that has nothing to do with this channel, trust me. Man. I mean, that's literally where we've become, right? So we have got to get to a place where we are understanding that concept of dominion. And it's powerful. I mean, when, when it says, Luke ten nineteen, behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. That's, there's nowhere in that sentence does it say peace at any cost, become compliant, become submissive, become obedient to the institutions of man. It doesn't say that. So I can definitely pray for my enemies. And I will pray with a pure heart for my enemies that they will seek salvation through Jesus. But when I say that, I'm speaking that as well from a warrior framework. I pray that they will seek salvation through Jesus. And I pray that in that process, they are compelled to tell the truth for all that they have done and confess their sins to the public which they have screwed over. That's part of healing. And I find no contradiction in that to walking with Scripture. What I find is we start to root into a stronger faith because that, again, we are trying to, we are trying to help them seek salvation. But as we all know, we have, that would be our goal. Could you imagine 
Could you imagine half of these dirt bags that are up here right now, these lizard heads, literally confessing all that they have done and what the world would look like? You wouldn't have to worry about tribunals. <laughs> They'd just bring it on and be like, okay, one more here coming up. Okay. So I think that there's a, there's a power in the time that we're in right now that we do need to pray for our enemies because they're not touching us anymore. We have, we're not under their spell, under their control. There's zero reason to be fearful of them. They're going to continue to try to shake the cage of fear. There's a lot of that going on. This militia patriot group that keeps showing up in 511 pants and blue shirts with shields. I mean, that's just a pseudo stunt game going on with a with a bunch of fascists, and it looks like they're tied to Azov Battalion, so no one should be surprised there. And that's some latest research, so I'll talk about some of that tonight. So all of this is about the same organization, godless, Satanists, that want to constantly rule by fear and threat, and we aren't going to take that. We're done with that game. And as we stand strong together, that's where people have to ask themselves and check themselves to see if truly do they have the strength to stand with God? That's the big question. Because you're not standing alone ever. But if you have a true relationship with God, you could stand up to Goliath. But if you don't, you're going to be like the army that stood before Goliath and all slurked away, hid in their tents and tremored and tried to figure out how they, what they were going to do next. Ridiculous. We need Davids. We need Gideons. We need Joshuas. And that strength there comes as well from being humble to God, understanding that we do pray for our enemies, but there's a ruthlessness in the hand of that walk that understands that there is justice that will be delivered. And that's something that when you hold those two together, there's really no confusion. It's a really interesting podcast I came across. It's called Three of Five. And it's a Navy SEAL that has accepted Jesus in his heart. Pretty good. Guy's a ultra athlete. And, I, and I'm sharing a lot of sentiment with what he was talking about last night, which is the... the same type of topic of balancing extreme violence, the capability of delivering extreme violence with the love of Jesus. And the point of that is if we look at scripture and we're clear about that, there is always the praying, there is always the willingness to, to forgive the enemy. But even like Esther, when she accepts the three days of fast. If I perish, I perish, she says. She's taking on such a risk and such a commitment in her approach in that fight to step before the king. She's willing to sacrifice her life for her people without any hesitation because she knows that God has her. So I just encourage that sort of reflection. There is a, we have to have a hard line we cannot continue to be drifting in the wind and drifting in the seas of sand all the time because that's why we are where we are. 
Our churches failed us from the pulpit. They taught meekness, which equals weakness. That is not true. Meek is not weak. If you have any questions, look that up. Because meek is actually a profound strength as a warrior. But it isn't about peace at any cost. And it isn't about love and hugs for everybody. Because there is a way to live. There is an ethical and moral way to live. We've been given that guideline. It's in the Bible. And if every single time we're going to be out here trying to bargain with evil, we're not, there's no bargaining with evil. That has to be clear. That's what all of those stories in the Old Testament tell us. There's no bargaining in Jericho. There's no bargaining with Goliath. There's no bargaining when Gideon has his 300. And that's where we have to get clear in our head. We have prayers for our enemy. We can extend temperance to our enemy. We can even extend grace. We're not bargaining. We're not giving away any more. Matter of fact, we're not going to give away anything at all in the moral base of where God gave us in this walk. That's raising the black flag. That's the metaphor of give no quarter. So yes, to close this today, I can pray for Nancy Pelosi as my enemy. I can pray for her salvation as we did. And I can pray with that salvation that she is compelled to speak the truth to the world of the crimes and sins which she has been part of and to bring down that evil temple all the way to the ground. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. This is prayer is one of our most powerful weapons we have in this war. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising 
that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 